<laughs> wait, what? Hey, this is the Haha, Wait, What? podcast with Mandy Brooke. I'm an entertainer, content creator, and musician. You may know me from my song parodies and funny antics on Instagram and TikTok. On my podcast, we try to make sense of the confusing parts of life because literally we're all winging it and have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) And that's totally okay. So relax, grab a glass of wine, and let's chat. Welcome to the podcast, friends. Thank you so much for being here. As many of you know, I just went on a whirlwind trip to Europe. I spent about a month in Italy, and then I also spent some time at the Monaco Grand Prix. And I've gotten a lot of questions on how this happened, what the heck is going on in my life. It was chaotic and crazy, and I have so many stories. But here on the podcast today, I have my mom. So we're going to talk about everything that's happened and (laughs) the funny stories along the way. So (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. Thanks, mom, for being here. It's my pleasure, Mianda. (laughs) Everybody loves you on the podcast. People, like, request your presence constantly. That is so funny to me. That is so funny to me. But thank you. That is very flattering. You're very appreciated, mom. Thank you. Your your quick banter and your crassness of your Baltimore shit is just really appealing to people. Well, I'm going to give it to you then. Um, A lot of people think that you're from Philadelphia. They always do. A lot of people do because Philadelphia has a really strong uh, accent. And I think I'm a little, I'm very Baltimore, but I have a twang too. You have a little twang, yeah. I have a twang too. So it's, it's, I'm a mix. People in Europe actually said that my, my American accent sounded different, like I, it was weird. Quite a few people said, you have a very different accent. I can't. Really? Yeah. Huh. But I was also like uh, in a sing-songy voice because I was in London and I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't, want, I didn't want to sound too crass or like too hard, you know? Yeah. Well, Americans tend to be crass. <laughs> what was that like, though, like being around like a whole new country of people that you're not used to. What was that like? It was definitely out of my comfort zone. In Italy, especially, everybody rests there. And oh, lovely. <laughs> we we love laying down. <laughs> we do. We're the best resters. We can chill like nobody's business, can't we? We can totally chill. We chill hard. Um, everything shuts down between like one and three. Do so, they really go take a nap? Yeah, dude. They they really do. They stop work, they go take a siesta, then they come back. Wow. Dude, it's it's crazy. Especially in Orvieto. Um, Orvieto was definitely my favorite place in Italy. It looked beautiful there from your pictures. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. Like the cliff. It's like a cliffside town. Actually, it's not even cliffside. It's built on a cliff. And... All of these ancient poets and stuff would always comment on how mysterious Orvieto was. And it was like a combination of like medieval architecture and Renaissance architecture. Mm. And it was just like you were walking through this medieval village. It was so, so cool. Did you have any trouble communicating? Like, I know you can't speak a lick of Italian. So, (laughs) like, how did you do whatever you needed to do? Um, hand gestures are a huge thing in Italy. Like, if you know how the hand gestures, you're speaking half the language. (laughs) 
Really? Yeah. So did um, anybody speak American over there? Like English? Yeah. Yeah. A whole bunch of people. Like it, what percentage? Um, you think? Yeah. At least half. At least half done. spoke a little bit of English, at least enough for me to understand where I was going and stuff. Hmm. It was very cool. I really loved it. Um, but obviously, I tried to like learn the language and stuff while I was there. You didn't learn shit. I did learn you shit. Did not mother. Il canto per favore. Oh, okay. What's that? <laughs> I I would like the bill. When you're when you're in Italy, you pick up on so many things that or grazie mille is like thanks a million. I would say that all the time, mm. um, and <laughs> people would just like get a kick out of it. Do you kiss any boys? Of course, I did. Tell me. Okay, so how many boys did you kiss over there? I only kissed one, and one was all I needed. Oh, okay. <laughs> As you know, I was very stressed out before the trip. I was like so, so, so stressed out. Were you? I didn't notice. Oh my god, mom had to help me pack. It was ridiculous. I suck at packing. It was like the worst experience of my life, just packing for anything. And so I was like, mom, please help me. We had to go day by day. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. Basically, I get there. By the time I got there, I was so exhausted from the plane and from being so stressed out that I think my immune system like really broke down. Yeah. And I was in the coolest alleyway in Rome. I found the best Airbnb ever. It was so eat, pray, love. I couldn't even stand it. It was in these, like, double doors, the stone walkway. It was so freaking cool. It was exactly what you would ever picture Rome being. Mm. And so the first day I was there, I was really tired because of the jet lag. Because I'd um, flown all night and didn't sleep. And the next day was when I met the boy. What's his name? His name is Lorenzo. Of course it is. Of course it's Lorenzo. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Lorenzo from Italy. Go ahead. <laughs> so I met Lorenzo walking in the square, <laughs> and he was working at a restaurant. And as soon as I walked by, he was like, Bella! And he came out. Italian men have this stereotype that American tourists, they want an Italian lover. Because we do. <laughs> Because we do. I don't care who you are. You probably don't. Go ahead. I kind of, I was, I was open to it, but, you know, I wasn't set on it. But anyway, so he was hitting on me. He wanted to see me that evening. And I was like, you know what? You may see me. You may not. I don't know. And he's like, give me your number. And I was like, no. And I walked away. And I explored Rome that whole day, went to the Vatican, walked around. And on my way back, um, I was walking through this alleyway, and guess who was in the alleyway? Lorenzo. Lorenzo. So he stopped me. He's like, Bella, do you remember me? And I honestly didn't at first. He was like, I'm the person from the restaurant. I'm like, oh, okay. And so we exchanged numbers. I thought, man, if I'm going to run into him some random alleyway, of course I'm going to go out on a date with him at least because it may have been divine intervention or something. He might have been my next husband. (laughs) You never know. So we went out that night. Um, We walked around Rome and stuff. And then um, I met him later for drinks. And he was just very insistent with me by the time that I got to the restaurant for drinks. He was like, I want to have sex with you. And I was like, I'm good. Like, I really am fine. I don't need that whole thing. And he said, I don't care what you want. I want to have sex with you. And 
Oh my. This is literally how he talked too. Like I'm not trying to stereotype an Italian. Literally that's how they spoke or he spoke. And I was like, no, like I'll give you a kiss, but that's it. He proceeds to stick his tongue down my throat. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So we part ways. It's fine. The next morning I have a sore throat and I'm like, Mother, he gave you the crud. The motherfucker got me sick on the second day I was in Italy. I was so pissed. But I also think it was like a combination of a whole bunch of things, like my immune system being down, the plane ride, all of the stuff. Could have been. Yeah. So I proceeded to spend... <laughs> the next five days in bed? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I pushed through it. I got through Rome, got through a lot of Florence. It was beautiful. I went to the trains and everything, but I was just feeling so much fatigue. I want to hear the story about you running to this train station trying not to shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, after Florence, we <laughs> hit the trains to go to Lake Como, and I was in the Milan train station, and I had been, like, diarrhea shitting my fucking brains out for, like, the last four days Poor of thing. my trip in Florence. I was dying. I ha- There's was nothing so de- worse than being, like, sick and you're not home. It was terrible, Mom. Was, I'm sorry. It was absolutely horrific. And I was so pissed off, too. It was like I was sick and mad. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. my ice cream was completely on the fucking floor. Anyway. Oh, let's talk about are your ice. Mandy is like the kid that like I had to sit down and explain everything we were doing that day. Like she was three years old and needed an itinerary then. Like if I didn't tell her... We're going to the library, then we're going to the store, and then we're going to drive in the car, and then we're, like, she needed an itinerary. If we altered from that itinerary, we used to always say her ice cream fell on the floor. Like, that's the story we say, like, because she has a vision in her head. So this trip to Italy was the metaphorical ice cream. I thought I was going to eat, pray, love the shit out of my whole month. And I was just sick basically the entire time. But it ended up being fine. But the ice cream turned into me shitting my pants in the Milan train station. Yay. (laughs) I was just like running through the Milan train station, just crying, trying not to shit my pants. And the motherfuckers made me pay two euros to get into that bathroom. Oh, so I, you're trying to, you're trying to hold your, your shit in. The you're turtle head was your poking ass. out. You're squeezing your <laughs> ass and you got to pay money. Oh my God, I would die. It was the worst moment of my life, clearly. I almost missed the train to Lake Como. Really? The train arrived and um, it was already, it was already there. And when I was with my friend Joanne at this time, thank God, when I was sick, And so she was calling me constantly. She's like, Mandy, the train is here. We got to go. We got to go. And I was like busy in the bathroom. I couldn't get out. You're wiping your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not give people that visual. Well, I've already told them that I shit my pants. Anyway, whatever. It was, it was close to shit. You're in the toilet. The phone's ringing. You're shitting your brains out. You're trying to wipe your ass. The train's coming. Yeah, you're probably sweating. It was like that. (laughs) 
That's so funny. But the, not. the plus side, though, is the Milan train station has amazing bathrooms. Well, yeah. They were great bathrooms. Good. I wish I would have spent my whole time there. Oh, stop. Oh, God. Anyway, so we got to Lake Como. I spent the entire time in the hotel. Had chills and fever mm. for days it was terrible we had to almost call the ambulance it would have cost eight thousand dollars for us to get a ferry ambulance because where we were in bellagio you have to get like a ferry in order to get to a different town for the hospital and joanne was like mandy it's gonna be expensive i'm like i i can't spend that money um, wow. even if i was dying so uh, it was it, I was stuck basically I was stuck in Bellagio when were, like why were you going to call an ambulance because I felt like I was going to die like uh, I I was puking I was I was um, fever chills mm. I was so cold I couldn't I couldn't even stop my body from moving it Ooh, was poor thing it was it was probably the sickest I've ever been in my whole life and you were so far away yeah poor thing I was so far away from home. It was terrible. That's terrible. I remember calling you and just crying. I remember. It was horrible. There's nothing I could do to help you. I know. And I, d I did call my friend Christy, and she made me feel a lot better. Christy, if you're listening to this, you're a fucking real one. Um, and she gave me, like, a game plan, which helped me a lot. But I started feeling better. I did test myself for COVID and it was negative, but I, I really don't know if it was COVID or not. It might have just been the the Lorenz flu. <laughs> that was dumb. That was really dumb. Lake Como was no mo. Lake Como was no mo. And I moved on from Lake Como to Milan to meet my friend Deirdre. I was going to go to Cinque Terre, um, but I figured it was going to be just too cold for how I was feeling. And I was just then recovering. And so my high school friend, Deirdre, thank you, Deirdre. Hi, Deirdre. <laughs> she lives in Milan. And so I decided to spend um, a few days with her and then get a hotel and just kind of recoup. And I'm sure she was scared to death. Oh, you were sicker than shit. Honest hey, I'm coming to visit you. <laughs> Honestly, no, Deirdre was just is just such a motherly figure. She's just like, Mandy, I'm going to take care of you. Uh, Everything's going to be okay. I love Deirdre. I love Deirdre so much. But Milan is definitely different. I didn't expect uh, – I, I liked it for sure, but there was th just some weird energy in Milan. It was very dark there. Oh, that's the place you were telling me about. It was like – yeah. Th that was the only place that I didn't feel comfortable, like, walking around. You didn't vibe well there. Yeah, I didn't vibe. But I moved on from there to Venice. And Venice, I felt like I was just sleeping the entire time. I was so freaking tired. So tired. Venice is the place with the boats, right? Yeah, Venice is the place with the boats. Beautiful, beautiful scenery, though. A lot of men. Is it like you see on the commercials with them singing in the boats and stuff? Oh, yeah. They is sang. Um, I didn't take a gondola ride. I, I said I was going to, but I didn't. And I'm a little pissed about it. And a lot of people on my Instagram asked me if it smelled like fish. I've heard that it smells like fish and piss. I'm sure that it smells like fish in the summertime because obviously you're right on the water, but I didn't I didn't smell anything. Mm. Anyway, so there wasn't much to say about Venice, even though I found the most badass Airbnb. It was right in the Do Dosodoro. Oh, that real pretty one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I was on the second or third floor and it overlooked the canal. And I was like, I cannot believe this is my view for the amount of money that I paid. You locked out. I locked out on that Airbnb and it was beautiful. It, I was so comfortable there. Um, and I spent five days there. Nice. And yeah, it was just, it was great. It was great. It was a good recoup, but I was just so pissed off that I was so sick yeah. and I was so tired because all I wanted to do was like walk around and stuff, but I couldn't. And so I actually had a phone call with my spiritual teacher, Sean Dresch. He is badass. And he basically told me, he's like, I know that you are experiencing all of this like dread and you're devastated with how this trip has gone. But I promise you, like you're purging all of the old energy that you no longer need anymore. Like by the time you get back from this trip, you're going to be a brand new person. And I really felt that way too. Like I, I got rid of a lot of like emotional baggage that I was holding on to. That was all that shit coming out your ass and all that stuff <laughs> coming out your throat. You were bleh, you were burping up and gagging all that bad mojo out. Oh, that's what was going on. I think Italy you were was purging an ex- your demons. It was an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> Italy was an exorcism for me. And no better place to do that than Italy, <laughs> the Catholic capital of the world. There oh you go. <laughs> I did go into every single church though that I passed by. I thought I that was can't a can't hurt. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. I bet it was. You would die, Mom. You would have loved, loved, loved it. I bet it was pretty. Every Duomo was beautiful. I prayed every single um, time that I went in there that I wouldn't have a flu butt demon anymore. Mm-hmm. And I lit a candle in every place for Pop Pop. <clears throat> anyway, so the best part of the trip was Orvieto. I spent eight days, like I said, in this like little cliffside town, and it was the end of my trip. I finally felt fine. By the way, I lost eight pounds while I was there because I had no appetite whatsoever. It was a travesty, an absolute disgusting You're in Italy disgrace. And had no appetite. I That's had no appetite, terrible. and like the the thought of eating carbs made me want to throw wow. up. So I ate so much. Um, like unfortunately, I ate a lot of sushi because there's it's like Italian food and like sushi and stuff. And so I I could not bear to eat like one more thing of pasta or bread. I couldn't That's do crazy. it. That's crazy. And now I'm craving it fine, but like when I was there, I was just like surrounded by it. And I couldn't look at it. I couldn't even look at That's it. That's insane. It was disgusting. I hated myself. Oh well, it was meant to be. <sighs> Whatever. And even wine. Wine. I couldn't even drink as much wine as I wanted because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bear couldn't it. get it down. Mm-mm. Mm. I purged my demons, mama. I purged it. I purged it all. Mm. Anyway, so Orvieto was fucking phenomenal. I well, remember- the place you had and the pictures you had was gorgeous. Your little garden, your garden courtyard. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So a funny thing happened. You know about this. But right before I went to Orvieto, um... TV Tokyo contacted me through another influencer friend of mine, and they wanted to do a story on my Airbnb. You're so lucky. Like, my Airbnb, like, um, experience. So I was able to film with them through Zoom, like, the day that I got there, and that was really fun. So I don't know when that special is coming out. That's cool. Yeah, it'll be on TV Tokyo, which is so- That worked out. (laughs) So cool. TV (laughs) Tokyo! It's so cool. So that'll show your whole- airbnb though yeah that'll show my entire airbnb i'm so excited for that to come that was cute it was so cute it it was in an alleyway again and the village of orvieto is so small and so safe 
and Orvieto had like all the cobblestones and all like the cafes. And so I met a couple cute guys there. And um, That's so fun. <laughs> it was fun. I feel like I definitely went through like another spiritual awakening in Italy because I purged so many fucking demons and um, pooped my brain. Well, out. you should be very awake now then. Yeah. <laughs> but because of that trip. Right out of bush tail. <laughs> I needed a really big break by the time I got back home. And um, because of that trip, that's how I landed the trip to Monaco. Which you scored. Yeah. That was incredibly crazy and so lucky. And so, wow. Wow. I couldn't freaking believe it. Like, I went with a couple friends of mine that I met on my first trip to Italy in last October. And... We went with a group of people with the McLaren team um, for the F1 race. For the Grand Prix. For the Monaco Grand Prix. It was nuts. And I just didn't know. Like, I remember getting home from Italy and being like, Mom, I need to get clothes. (laughs) So, like, where do we go to get clothes in Florida? We went to Dillard's. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't have time to, like, go to any big cities like Jacksonville or Orlando or anything because you didn't have time. It was, like, right there. So I'm like, well, let's. Let's go to Dillard's and see how we do. And we scored. We got the best outfits ever. We did. You, we did. You found that freaking navy blue dress, that razor navy blue dress that looked like a perfect race day outfit. Mother, you, yep. you motherfucker. Yep. You got that uh, shit. Uh, uh, uh. uh. <laughs> Cue booty dance. Yes. And I, we fa- we found those dresses pretty quickly. I'm, I was impressed. We did. We did. And we, gra- you know what? Note to self, always grab stuff that you think that's not going to, like it looks better on than off. Because there was a, oh, that brown one that I thought had to look better on than off. And I can't believe that looks, you looked stunning in that. that nude tommy hilfiger yep. dress that was my favorite dress that i wore the entire trip yeah and i remember you picking that out and be and i was like mom that's gonna it's gonna make me look wash so you pale out. and wash yep. me out and you were like no it's not and you were right you were right it was good it was a it good was dress so good. it was my favorite dress <laughs> sounds so funny <laughs> we went to dillard's to get uh outfits for the grand prix in monte carlo <laughs> It's true. It's true. And then uh, one of my friends on Instagram named Parisian Sweet, his name is Jack, um, and he is a stylist. And he told me, like, Mandy, if you come to London, I'll style you. And I was like, shut up. Let's do it. How fun is that, by the way? I know. Who gets to do that? Mandy. (laughs) Mandy does. And so I went to London first. Um, I spent like a couple days with Jack. It was the most chaotic ride of my entire life because he is just he is just so fun and just going here, there and everywhere. He showed me all of the local places in London, especially where you get all of the best clothes. And he took me to Harrods department store. That's cool. Shut up. Everything was designer crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I'd be a fish out of water in that store. I, You know what? He knew every manager and every worker, and we got champagne in the store. It was amazing. It That's was, fun. It was so like, who fun. Who gets to have champagne when they're shopping? Only Real Housewives. That's the only time I've only ever seen Only Real Housewives? It. That's the only time I've ever seen it is Real Housewives. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my gosh. It was just, it was, fina- it was fanastic. It was fanastic. <laughs> it was so fun. 
the day that I got to London and the, within the first 10 minutes I was meeting Jack, he goes, so there's a celebrity party to happening tomorrow. Would you like to come? And I was like, do you a bear shit in the fucking woods, Jack? Yes, I do want to come. And it ended up being Lisa Snowden's book signing. And Lisa Snowden is very known for winning MasterChef. And she was also like a Vogue model. Like, I mean, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous, gorgeous woman. She's got George Clooney. Yep. So uh, how was the celebrity party, though? It was so fun. So... I got a makeover before that, and I wore a dress that Jack picked out for me. He dyed my hair in the Airbnb that we were in. Wow. Wow. But <laughs> he, it looks gorgeous. Thank you. He picked the most perfect color, box color. He did. It was a box color. Wow. And I'm like, I'm I'm scared. He was like, trust me, darling. And he freaking did my hair, and it looked so amazing. It makes your eyes pop so bad. It's not even funny. This your green hair, eyes look so pretty in that color. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. This hair has been waiting for me my entire life. It has. <laughs> it has. And then he he was he had the perfect cut. He was like, this is how I want your hair to be done. I was nervous. I was nervous, too. And um, he took me to Larry King, and he paid for it, too. Aww. Yeah, it was so very sweet. That. Mm -hmm. That's so sweet. He, he is such a sweet man. Um, and Aww, thank you, Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack Araya. So he, they cut my hair perfectly. They blow dried it, everything. We got ready for the party. Um, it was called the Red Room in London. And so we go up these stairs. There's paparazzi outside. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Was, That's fun. They didn't take a picture of me. But I, <laughs> but I yet, yet. But I told Jack, I was like, you know what? In a year, they're gonna wish they had a picture. That's of right. Me. That's right, bitches. <laughs> Hopefully, that would be fun. Um, and then I enter the party, and Jack turns around to me. He said. Darling, this is the who's who of the UK. And I look around and I'm like, well, I know fucking no one. Nah. So this is perfect for me. And so I just, I talked to people and I, I really wasn't scared. I danced and I had a good time. And somebody told me that I looked like uh, Cindy Crawford. Oh, which, wow. Yeah. I mean, like a more voluptuous Cindy Crawford. But they said, you need to color in your mole. <laughs> That's funny. Because I have a little beauty mark on you do. next to my nose. You should darken it. I should darken it, shouldn't I? Why not? Oh, my God. I could be the next Cindy Crawford. You really should, especially with your dark hair now. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be a really cool. Oh, do it. Do it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And then I met this super hot Irish guy. Oh, my God. I'm still sad about it. Mm. I he love Irish guys. Ugh. We talked for like 45 minutes at the bar and his friends were trying to introduce him to another girl. And he goes, no, it's okay. However, uh, Irish people talk. I don't, I don't know how they do their accent, but he's like, no, it's okay. I'm talking to Mandy. And I was like, shut up. This new hair is like, you are working it. Bringing it. It was bringing all the vibes. And the Irish guy was actually going to be at the Monaco Grand Prix working. I don't think you realize that when you say I'm going to the Monaco Grand Prix, like people like you have no concept of that. You're freaking clueless of what that even means. So I, I that, am, the innocence of that is actually kind of cute. I didn't have a concept yeah. of the Monaco Grand Prix. I really had no idea what I was doing until Mother's Day. And you were you were at breakfast with me and you're like, Mandy, you're going with the McLaren team. Like, do you know what that means? I'm like I don't even know what a McLaren is. And it was just like. 
We had to show her the cars, <laughs> like... And then I got really nervous. And then, like, all the money in Monaco, and just, like, she don't have... A, she didn't have a clue. I mean, I don't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. I'm from Baltimore. I do not have a clue what that looks like, but I know that I don't know. So, we I figured it out. You know what? I think... I go through a lot of my life like that. I think it's a blessing in disguise because it doesn't make me nervous for certain yeah. things that I probably should be nervous for. Yeah. I, I would have shit my pants. Instead of going to the train station, shit my pants. I would have shit my pants going to Monaco. <laughs> so it's a good thing you probably don't know. <laughs> I left London after the celebrity party. It was so fun. I didn't know anybody, but uh, I just, I'm just so happy to make like so many cool friends. They're just so fun. Then I went to Geneva to meet the crew that I was going with to Monaco. And I spent one day in Geneva and that was amazing. We had like a sunset dinner. The pictures from that night are epic. And then the next day we took a private jet to Mo- to Nice. What? What? Yes. It was so cool. I posted a reel about it on my Instagram. So fun. And you know what? I I did that for you. You know that? I know you did. Because normally I don't post stuff in real time. Like this wasn't an influencer trip of any sort. This was a very cool opportunity that was presented to me that I took um, from the Biggers Touring Company. I'll just say that much. <laughs> People keep asking me what Monica was like in real life, and it's so hard to explain. The excess of wealth was so immense, and it was so insane. There were $100 drinks. It hasn't sunk in yet. It hasn't sunk in yet. I mean, I've only been back about a week. Yeah, it hasn't sunk in completely. Yeah. I mean, me, Shallon, and Kelly got three um, lattes. We got three iced lattes, and they were $150. That's insane. It was nuts. And the the hotel that we stayed in was like a luxury hotel. It was called the Hotel Metropole. And you were looking right down on the cars. Like people would have shot you for that. Like (laughs) they would have like mugged you in the street for that ticket to look straight down at those cars in Monte Carlo. And if you're a car person, like or a race person, like holy mother of God. I remember getting to the hotel, getting to that lounge and seeing all the race cars like right below us. And I sat down and I was watching Shallon and Kelly, you know, watch the cars at the terrace. And I just like had my glasses on. Thank God. I was crying the entire time. I was crying on the private jet. I was crying like in the lounge. And um, I remember Shallon turned around and she was like, <gasps> like that. And I guess I looked like really good. And she took a picture. She's like, you look so pretty right now. And I'm like, really? And she showed me the picture. It was really cute. And I was, she was like, you just looked like you were just in your element. I'm like, bitch, I am. <laughs> like, this is. You were soaking all that I was, shit in. I was soaking it all in. And it was fun. Like the McLaren team, they um, had like a yacht party. And so I was on a yacht and I danced the whole time. And I was actually featured in the McLaren video. Um, So if you watch the McLaren video for 2023, Mandy's in there twice. Of course she is. Of course you are. How many times did you watch that? A million and a half. (laughs) (laughs) When when you, that was crazy. I was just, I was just nuts. And your father was so funny. Like, I remember um, he called and I said, 
Mandy's and Mandy, of course, made the McLaren video, the official McLaren video for the race or something. He was like, really? I'm like, yeah, she's fit. She's in it twice. He goes, I'll be right over. And like, <laughs> he like flew down here. He couldn't stand it. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> it's cute. It was so fun. I sat down and I showed mom like every single picture I had in my camera roll. It, it took forever, but it was like I lived every moment of it. It was like she took me with her. It was really cool. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. Like that's the that's what you think a private jet's going to be like. And it was and everything it was. that everything that you thought you think about a private jet, or you think about Monaco or Monte Carlo or the French Riviera. All of it is real. All just, of it's true. Just to be able to say that you were in the French Riviera. Like, I did not know that that's what that was called. Bro, I didn't know that until I got back. Um, I got to Nice to uh, the day before I left. Um, and I saw a magnet and it was like the French Riviera. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in the French Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what it means. Like, I felt so dumb. No, it's just you don't know until you know. And how do you know? You don't know. I lived for those Instagrams. I would get up in the morning, get my coffee, and freaking wake up and look on there and lived every second of that. And I and I watched them. If I didn't watch them 10 times, I watched them 30 times. And I just, I was so there with you. Even though I wasn't physically there, I was so spiritually and mentally there with you because it was just, I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted and I didn't even go. <laughs> I was so excited most of the time. Like when you were getting ready to go to a party and stuff, like I couldn't eat. I was pacing the floors until you posted a picture. And then I was like, okay, she's there. Like it was so emotionally draining. <laughs> oh my God. It's true. It was so fun. I wasn't even there. Every story, every post was for my mother. Please don't get that twisted. It was... It was for my mom, <laughs> so she could see everything. And I appreciated that every bit of it. It was so fun. And honestly, it was for my family, too, because my mom was saying, like, everybody was watching. And so it was just a, a way for me to just show everybody, like, what was happening. I mean, my neighbors were asking. I'd walk the dog. My neighbors were asking. And my mother's neighbors were asking. Like, it was a whole freaking thing. Like, a whole Mandy moment. You, t <laughs> you took us all with you. You did. Aww. And it was fun. That was fun. Because <laughs> honestly, I felt like I don't like to show off like that too much because I don't want anybody to ever feel bad about it or anything. It didn't come off like that. It came off like, oh, my God, who gets to go in a private jet? You're just a normal person and you're getting to do all these fantastical things that, you know, it's a once in a lifetime adventure you just went on. And so to not show everybody, like if they took it another way, then fuck them. <laughs> well, to come from like not uh, close to a year ago on June 13th, that's when my life changed because that video went viral and then everything started happening after that. But it's been a year, like a year ago, I was broken, heartbroken and fucking delivering bread and, I was thankful for the job, of course, but I, I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I was scared. And then now, like in a year. Like, Look at all the things you've done in a year. It's wild. You, you've done an amazing, amazing, you've had an amazing journey and it's been really fun to watch.
Thanks, Keep Mom. going, baby. Keep going. Thank you. Because it's, it's fun, and <laughs> you're doing good, and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Thanks, you Mom. Are. But yes. it, it was the funnest time of my life. I, I've, I, I can't even get over it. So if you watched it on Instagram thank in real you. time, thank you so much for watching and um, liking the reels and engaging with me. It, it was just it was just the time of my life. And I'm glad I, I was able to share it with so many people that supported me through it. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> well, I think that's about it. You know, we covered Lorenzo. We covered Monaco Grand Prix. We covered um, the cars and the yachts and um, the welcome dinner and the guys. Yeah. I mean, there were many more men um, that I'm just not going to mention. Oh, that sounded really. <laughs> well, I wasn't a slut. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Okay, maybe we should stop here. <laughs> I'm very picky with my kitty. I don't do it. Oh, with God, please stop. <sighs> you Jesus. Kn- you know. Okay. Love ya. I gotta go smoke a cigarette. Bye. <laughs> That's how we're gonna end every single podcast with you on it. It's like, I gotta smoke a cigarette. I gotta smoke a cigarette. Bye. <laughs> <sighs> Before I end this episode, I really want to thank the people that made these trips possible for me. My mom was the one that encouraged me to go to Italy in the first place. And without her encouragement, I would have never gone. Even though I got sick, it was still a life-changing experience. And I want to thank Shallon for inviting me to the Monaco Grand Prix and Kelly and my new bestie, Sarah. And the person that made the Monaco trip possible is quite private. So I just want to thank you. You know exactly who you are, mister, and you gave me a life-changing experience. If you love my podcast, please review, subscribe, and share so it becomes more visible to besties like you. Until next time, be a fucking delight, bitch. <laughs>